0: This is Andy off for Boxing Social in association with Betfred, and I'm delighted to be joined by Liam Williams over Zoom. Liam, how are you doing?
1: I'm very good, mate. It's very good, plugging away, training hard. Um, everything's going good. I'm just, I can't wait to be back out again. I'm, I'm excited about the, you know. The new fight news and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, man, it's good to hear. Now, obviously, you you've got a fight date finally announced. When you're facing uh, Andrew Robinson, come October 10th Just talk to me about why Andrew, Liam.
1: Um, so obviously, it's not really the fight which I I wanted for this date. I would have, I would have liked to have. Been fighting for a world title or, or have already fought for it. Like originally, it was meant to take place back in, I can't really remember, I think it was like May, maybe. Um, <clears throat> and then, obviously, with everything that's going on right now, it's, obviously, it's kind of easing up now, but um, with everything that was going on in the thick of it, it was just bad timing. And um, I'm just really happy that. MTK and Frank Warren have got me the state to look forward to just to, you know, keep busy. Uh, not to say that I'm overlooking this fight because Andrew Robinson's, he's a tough fella, you know, but let's be honest, if I don't, if I don't blow him up to the water, then don't
0: really deserve to be fighting for a world title twice, so. Yeah, since the two defeats to Liam Smith, obviously you've gone on um, a very impressive winning record. Probably tired of hearing it now, but yeah going into this Robinson fight, knowing it's obviously been so long away from the ring for yourself, is it a matter of blowing him out as quickly as you can or are you going to try things, try some different things, maybe get some extra um, rounds under your belt effectively? Do you know what?
1: I was thinking this to myself the other day. Do I just go in and try and get some rounds? Because I know he's going to be tough but it's, I honestly believe in the middleweight division. If I hit someone... Clean on the button. They're going to go to sleep, and, and I believe in my power, you know. But I also believe I got good skills as well, and I would, I would like to showcase some of them skills, uh, and maybe get a couple of rounds. But it just depends because I've said this so many times, like, you know, that I'm going to go in and box and try and look good and just show off my ability a little bit. But I've got this, like. The, the killer instinct, I mean, I'm I'm one of these people who if I see a shot going and I think it maybe even you know hurt you just a bit, I'm just gonna I'm gonna finish your dream. So it's one of them but I don't know. I'll just I'll just take take the instruction from Dom and what he tells me to do, I'll just I'll follow the plan.
0: I just want to talk to you. You've got that killer instinct, and we've seen it in particular over your last few fights. We can kind of, when we watch you, we can kind of tell when you see and um, when you see the opportunities open when you're going to go in for uh, the kill. But effectively in your fights, what has Dom done to kind of get that out of you a bit more to make you want to kind of pounce on your opponents? what has he worked on to get that out of you?
1: To be honest with you, that's that's not a thing which which Dom has done for me or not really worked on. If anything, I still do it probably a little bit more than Dom would like me to because I'm the same in sparring. Like, if I get... I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but if I hurt somebody, like, it's boxing, I'm not going (laughs) to... It's an awkward one, really, and because I don't want to be disrespectful to people, but if I if I see a weakness, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna open you up. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and I do get told off quite a lot for that in Spar but it's not something I'm doing to be nasty or to bully anyone or to. I think it's just in it's just in my blood. It's
0: something I, I've got that in me, you know um just to go back to obviously andrew ben you know what should you expect from him or what do you expect from him come october 10th
1: well let's be honest this this is going to be his this is going to be his world title fight isn't it so i imagine him to be very very well prepared and and he's he's going to really going to bring it i believe so um but you know, again, going back to it, if the best Andrew Robinson can bring, if I don't, you know, really outbox him or knock him out, then I'm not as I'm not as good as what everybody thinks I am. But just to make it clear, he won't be seeing the
0: final bell. We know you're obviously on the cusp of that world title shot, Liam. You're the mandatory. We're waiting for that to kind of come around now against Demetrius <coughs> for a WBO title. I saw an interview with Frank, I think it was yesterday, and he said that there's, it may well be a possibility that this fight gets pulled if the WBO requests it so that the fight with yourself and Demetrius goes ahead. I'm sure you'll happily do that, but at the same time, I can sense there'd be a, you know, some frustration about it because you've had such a long time away from the ring. What would be your thoughts if that ended up coming to fruition and you had to pull out of a Robinson fight to make sure you were still able to fight Andrade?
1: Well, <clears throat> the top and bottom of it is I'm 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 mandatory for the world title, so that's the fight that I want. Um, don't get me wrong, now this, now this Robinson fight is all uh, kind of sil- signed and, and sealed. It's uh, I, I want that fight to happen, just just so I can keep busy and and then still fight Andrade towards the end of the year, maybe December. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's just one of them at the end of the day. If if it was a, a big fight getting cancelled to go into a smaller level fight, then it would be very disappointing. But it's not the case of that. It's, it, it's a British title get fight getting cancelled for a world title fight. So who's going to complain? You know, it's, it's just one of them. and.
0: What have you made of boxing behind closed doors so far, Liam? You know, what have you made of the shows returning, whether it be Frank's shows or uh, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom shows? I honestly quite like it. You know, um,
1: <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the crowd, the crowd, and the atmosphere and everything plays a massive part in boxing, and it's always fantastic to have the fans go crazy and whatnot, but. The thing I like about it is it's quite intense, um, mainly not so much in, in Eddie's shows. <clears throat> Obviously, like I'm not trying to put these shows down because they've been fantastic, but you because know, I'm with Frank and whatever. But do you know because the fights which Frank have been holding uh, like indoors in the BT studios and York Hall and stuff, I find them very intense because you can hear the echoes of the shot and the. The slaps and I just I quite like that, you know, it's, um it gives me fired up and I'm sure you'll be hearing plenty of slaps on um on my fight. It's gonna be some big ones going on.
0: Just to quickly look back to uh, Demetrius, one thing which I forgot to ask is are you surprised at all that he hasn't been vocal about before with you or certainly not necessarily as vocal as what you've been? I know he's the total holder, so it's a, a different aspect to be in his position as opposed to you as a challenger. But has it surprised you that he's maybe not been as, as vocal?
1: Yeah, um, he hasn't really had much interaction with me, has he? Uh, I think, I, I don't really think this is the fight he wants, which in a way I kind of, I kind of understand his frustration because he's been around a long time. He's three, three-time world champion. Two different weights. Um, it's one of them. He's obviously looking for bigger fights, but I, I hope he does overlook me and take the take his eye off the ball because I'm gonna bring it and and I believe I'm gonna, I believe I'm gonna stop him and I'm gonna smash him to bits. Do you think? So he, think, need, he needs to be on the ball.
0: Do you think he will definitely? be the man you face with that WBO title? Because we know that he's spoken about previously moving up to super middleweight. Uh, and certainly with lockdown and again, you know, with some fighters coming back, whether or not the conditions are as good as what he would have been beforehand or they've been able to keep on top of their training. Do you believe he, he will be the man that you face with that WBO title or do you think he could vacate and you'll end up fighting for a vacant version? <laughs>
1: I, I'm not totally convinced that I am gonna fight him, you know. Um they are obviously in talks and I believe that they're very close to having a deal done for the end of the year. But I don't know, something's telling me no. I'm just a little bit unconvinced and I I hope I hope it's him because I wanna take the, the title away from the champion, John Sayemba again. You know, Mungia, he would be the next, uh, the next in line. He's he's actually unbeaten, so he, you know, he's not champion anymore, or or is he? I don't think he is, no. no. So he obviously just gave up his belt. He's unbeaten. He's a fantastic fighter. He's young, hungry, um, and he brings a lot to the table. So is either going to be more Andrade, but first choice Andrade. But let's be honest, that's a fantastic fight between me and Munguil.
0: Another man who I know you've been very vocal about over social media, someone who, um, he's the son of a legend in the sport, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Where's kind of the rivalry come from for you, Liam? How come you have kind of got, I don't really want to say hatred, but you kind of got that spite towards him where you want to just get him in the ring and you've got that killer instinct that we spoke about earlier. You want to effectively effectively unleash it on him.
1: Yeah, um to be honest, I don't I don't hate him by by any stretch. It's it's a strong word and I don't mean but um can't really say I hate anyone to be honest with you. But uh I just don't like him very much. I think he's very arrogant. Um he he looks at himself in a very different way to what other people do. He believes he's you know, cream of the crop, top, the top level. He's a very good fighter, don't get me wrong. He's very strong and he's he's got a bit of everything, but it's just his arrogance I don't really like. And I, I just like to knock him down a peg or two. And there's another thing as well, which obviously going back a couple of years now, I was in Nick Blackwell's camp at the time of their fight and, there was obviously a a very sad situation which which happened there which um you know i'm not going to go into but it was sad for me you know being next friend and stuff like that so in a way i suppose there's kind of a little bit of something there which i would like to get a bit of payback for as well um don't get me wrong i would i would never wish that kind of damage on anybody i wouldn't like to hurt him you know for his I don't know how to put it. I wouldn't like to damage him properly, but I would just like to give him a bit of a beat in and, uh, and put him in his place.
0: I know that, you've again, you've, you've put it out over socials. We've seen Frank you know, try and reach out to him as well. Do you think he will cross paths with Junior at any point in your career, especially if you do hold a world title?
1: Well, obviously, right now, he seems... He doesn't seem very interested, but because he knows it's a hard fight, I don't really hold anything which interests him and I understand that you know I'm, I'm not blind to you know the fact that boxing is a business just as much as a sport so you know I, I'm, I'm well aware of that and at the moment I haven't got anything he wants so but once I beat Andrade and win the world title I believe there'll be some serious interest.
0: Just to move away from your yourself, Liam, I'm trying to touch on the other kind of middleweights, and we've got another fight lined up between uh, Jamal Charlo and Sergei Derivanchenko. What do you make of that fight? I don't. I haven't really thought about it too much, but I think it's a good
1: fight, you know. Um, and I think Derivanchenko can potentially. He's he's going to cause him. He's going to ask some big questions, of him and potentially beat him who knows I th- I, I just think Derevanchenko is a, he's a very solid fighter he's well schooled um, he's strong he's not the biggest but he's pretty but he's stocky and strong you know so um, I think I, I thought he beat Golovkin you know so I think he's going to cause him some trouble but you know Charlo can't be underestimated either because he's he's top class isn't he
0: who would you consider the, the best middleweight in the world?
1: Um, currently
0: fighting at middleweight? or Currently, yeah. Maybe you could either, you can throw Canelo in it as well, if you would say he could drop back down to 160.
1: Yeah, well, if Canelo's name can be put there, then Canelo. I would 100% vote for him. Um You've got Billy Joe, very, very good. Probably still should be a middleweight. Um, They're all very good fighters, you know. Obviously, Canelo's at the top right now, but um, I would say after Canelo, Billy Joe.
0: You'd obviously, you'd have been in camp with Billy Joe for a, a few fights. Did you guys ever share the ring together, inspiring? If so, can you enlighten us on what those sessions were like? <clears throat> yeah, we did. Um,
1: we sparred on a few occasions. Not too much, really, because to be honest with you, were, um, the inner circle of the gym Dom, doesn't really have us. Hello. Sorry, Matt. That's all good. <clears throat> Um, the inner circle of the gym, Dom doesn't really like sparring with each other, nor open sparring in it, because he thinks like, why does he want his own fighters bashing each other up? Why not bring other people in to do that? So we had a cup, you know, we shared a, a number of rounds and stuff, and very good sparring. He's obviously um, very, very technically good. Um, and he's he's slippery and whatnot. But um for me to have success against someone like Billy Joe, um kind of have to stick it on him a little bit, you know. Um, you know, punches and punches and putting the pressure on. Him. So but it was it was good. We had some good shared some good runs together and Billy Joe's the top guy and I, I I've got a lot of respect for him.
0: You've also got uh, Cal Brook in your gym who's Currently, in the running for that Terence Crawford fight once again, a matter of what five or six months after he was previously mentioned. What do you make of that if Kel does get the Terence Crawford fight? How do you think he would fare against somebody who many consider, you know, a pound, pound for pound contender?
1: Kel's still got a lot left, you know. Um, people, a lot of people seem to think he's finished, and um who's actually in the gym body sparring today, and and he's I know it's not the same. Don't get me wrong, but He's a fucking handful. He's he's still gory, you know. Um, he can punch. He's he's got all the moves in the book, uh, and he, he's very, very, you know, high quality op- operator. So you can never count someone like Kellogg because he can punch, and and he, he's also skillful to go with it. So you know, Crawford's going to be the favorite. No doubt about it.
0: Um. But I wouldn't bet against Kel. Just a couple more quick things from me, Liam. On switch on, um, just to go to the promoting side of things. We saw, obviously, your promoter Frank Warren reach out to Eddie Hearn uh, two or three weeks ago now to try and make some cross stable points. What did you make of kind of Frank's approach and their proposal? Uh,
1: I think it's. I think it's good. I think it's fantastic. If if they could come to some kind of agreement where they work together and make some of the fights happen, which were on, you know, which were listed, it, it'd make for a serious card, wouldn't it? Um And it'd be some crazy interest. So, yeah, as I say, a lot of the fights on there would be very, very good, outstanding fights. So um let's hope they can sit down and maybe put something in
0: place where they can make it happen. Two of those guys in, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, were mentioning the cross-table fights, but them two are lined up to face each other first. What do you make of their clash, Liam? What, who do you think will come out on top, Daniel Dubois or Joe Joyce?
1: Um, I, I think Daniel Dubois is going to come out on top. I'll be straight. But I've never really given too many answers on that fight because I like Joe Joyce. He's, he's a really nice fella. Um, Shared a little bit of time with him, um, not not camped or anything like that. But when I was, I've been at a couple of boxing shows, and um, you know we've shared like a taxi together and stuff like that on the way to the venue. And um, he's he's a top bloke and he's a really nice guy and a good fighter to go with it. But I think Dubois, he's uh, at the moment he's just looking like a wrecking machine, isn't he? But and he's still young. I progressing, so I just think he'd be a bit bit young, bit fresh, and um, he's gonna you know he's gonna land at some point in and there's not really anybody yet who's who's proven to take one of them big shots, so we'll see if choice can take him the same as the others.
0: Final thing from Liam, and just speaking with that heavyweight division. Uh, just over a week ago, we saw a stunning fifth-round knockout victory for Alexander Povetkin against Dillian White. What did you make of their fight, and of course, the stoppage?
1: Absolutely gutted for Dillian, you know, because I was speaking to him just a couple of days before, and um, I really, I, I've got, a, I've got a bit of a thing for him, without sounding stranger. <laughs> I've got a bit of a soft spot for Dillian White. He's He's just a really nice fella and he and um you know he's he's hard working, uh he hasn't had it easy. He's been he's been waiting a long time for a shot and <clears throat> let's be honest, if if he didn't get messed around so much, that fight would have never even happened. Um because because he should have fought for a world title well before now. So but anyway, it did happen and he was well, I, I thought he was controlling the fight. Um Just got a bit too sucked in. I thought, I think Dillian thought he had him finished, which many people did. And he just got a little bit greedy. He, uh And he got caught, so it's, it's heavyweight boxing, you know, and it takes one, one shot and it turns everything on his head, doesn't it? So. It's one of them I, I fully believe that Dilliam will come back better for it just like he did after the loss for Joshua. And It's going to give him more hunger and I think next time he's going to come back and he's, he's going to stop Pavetkin.
0: Liam, we will leave that there now and I will leave you to enjoy the rest of your evening. But final word to yourself, a message to your best friend Chris Eubank Jr or Demetrius Andrade or the rest of the middleweight division. What would you like to say to everybody?
1: just uh, nothing really just that (laughs)
0: Liam it's been a be ready (laughs) because I'm coming it's been a pleasure to catch up with you Liam I will leave you like I say thank you for your time tonight and thank you for speaking to Boxing Social good man thank you man